It is the Saturday Coffee Clutch with Heather Lofthouse and yours truly, where we debate the highs and lows and often lower lows of what's happened during the week. Uh, Heather, this has been an interesting week, another interesting week. You know, August, I'm used to an August, you know, where nothing happens, but this August is, uh, is not a nothing happens August. I know. We're used to a sinkhole and, you know, a few back to school stories. <laughs> we have more than that this week. This okay. is a, back, a Trump back to school story. Oh, gross. Okay. So here's, first of all, has it really been a week? How have we not discussed this on a clutch already? Time is well, no, I mean, you're, you're You're suffering from Trump <laughs> indictment fatigue syndrome. Uh, oh. This was a, this was the fourth indictment. And this is Fonnie Willis in Georgia. Everybody, uh, uh, pay attention. I mean, yep. the, you know, the, the worst thing about all of these indictments and all the, the legal stuff and all of the analysis is that we lose sight of the big, big issue, which is that Trump is finally beginning to be held accountable uh, for what he unleashed uh, after Election Day, or actually before Election Day of uh, 2020. I so, know it. So you're talking about the district attorney of Fulton County racketeering. What did you think when you saw all the news coming to the fore on your laptop, I'm assuming? Well, it's, you, you know, it's, I mean, like, like many, many other people, and I assume most people who are listening to us right now and joining our coffee clutch, uh, you know, there's a sense of relief. Finally, not only is Jack Smith and the, the United States special counsel uh, acting, but you have uh, Fonnie Willis in Georgia, uh, but the thing that's most important to keep in mind is about this Georgia case is that that if he is convicted, uh, number one, in Georgia, there is a mandatory minimum sentence. Yes. He, he can't get out of jail free. I mean, he's got to, he will be going to jail uh, if he is convicted. And number two, he cannot be paroled by himself. Uh, if he is, God forbid, uh, actually, if he becomes president uh, in 2024, and he can't be paroled by any president, by Joe Biden, even if he wants to parole. Right. And uh, the point is, the states are different than the federal, right? So this whole right. kind of web of what's happening is important, the different levels. Exactly. This is Lewis Brandeis's, you know, states' laboratories of democracy. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a different issue at the state level, and the states are much closer to the actual voting process. So the violations that Trump made in Georgia, you know, everything from saying, I need these extra votes uh, when he called into Raffensperger and everything else, the pressure that was put on the, the, the election workers by Trump's lieutenant, Rudy Giuliani. I mean, all of that really has a different complexion to it uh, than what happened at the federal level. I found it so compelling when District Attorney Willis was reading the names. I was captivated. I don't know if you saw her live. Yeah, and and, uh, and tell me, I mean, I was captivated too. Were you captivated because because finally justice is being done? But but by or were you captivated by the fact that here are these you know these these conspirators essentially eighteen people? It was both of those things, and it was that this I don't know these public servants were up so late. I was watching the time, you know, I watched it on MSNBC, and I'm seeing the time, and I just found her delivery of the names was like, oof, it felt so good, so bad. I don't know. I think it's that. I think it felt like 
people have to be responsible. Their names are being, there is no denying it. I mean, there is, there's got to be denying it. God knows. But there was something about it that made me feel good for a nanosecond, which is nice <laughs> these days. I also, I, I felt an over, overwhelming sense of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I mean, here, you know, I have been, uh, you know, I worked in the Justice Department. I am a, I used to be a lawyer, believe it or not. I mean, I know something about what goes into preparing these cases. And even under the best of circumstances, it's difficult. You, when you're dealing with a rogue former president who's out, you know, every day, uh, uh, you know, sending this kind of stream of invective against Fonnie Willis, against other prosecutors, against uh, against potential uh, jurists, uh, against potential witnesses. Uh, I mean, you, you you're in a, another world because you've got. Wow. I mean, we know that that there are there's a subset of Trump supporters who are violent, and already there have been uh, death threats against Fonnie Willis, uh, against uh, Jack Smith. Judge Chutkin, I know it's awful. And uh, well, it's it's it. I mean, Trump was told repeatedly by the courts, by uh, judges, by the magistrate two weeks ago in Washington when he was first arrested, uh, do not harass or intimidate witnesses or anybody. But he just doesn't stop. Uh, And I, you know, I think it's a it's 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 a serious attempt by Trump to continue. And I mean this, Heather, this is a continuation of his a kind of uh, attempted coup that he began, we now know, even before the election of 2020, and has continued right up to the present day. I know that framing, I think, is so important. And I, ha- I don't see people framing it that way in the mainstream media, we all know. But you're right. I mean, this is, it's the extension of the coup that already happened. I feel like it's potentially laying the gr- groundwork laying, 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 good, I got the grammar right, for a continued coup. I mean, it really is that. The intimidation is not just intimidation and being bombastic and, you know, brazen. It's way more than that. Yeah, and it's, and I'm afraid it's going to continue. Anybody who believes that Trump is going to show more respect for the 2024 election process than he had did for the 2020 election process, uh, you know, has to be uh, you know, I have a bridge to sell them. Uh, I mean, uh, Trump is yeah. going to do anything. This is a man that will do anything, you know, wow. uh, kind of uh, uh, scorched earth. He doesn't care about institutions. He doesn't care about policies. He doesn't care about law. He doesn't care about norms. He will do anything to be, get, to gain, regain power. Right. Uh, and, uh, and I, you know, it's, it's very important that we be, that the entire country, be alerted to this. I don't know. I, I normally don't pay attention to polls, but I I couldn't I couldn't resist. You know, two weeks ago there was that New York Times Siena poll that showed Trump and Biden tied mm-hmm. tied uh, with regard to the presidential a potential presidential election. Uh, there was just another poll done uh, by Quinnipiac that showed, uh, Trump one point behind Biden. Well, these polls, you know, they're meaningless in the sense that we're, we're, we're 15 months be before an election, but what they show is that Trump is a viable candidate. There is a serious possibility that he could be our next president. Uh, and, 
uh, I don't know about you, Heather, but it, it makes me feel as if we, all of us, have a, a legal, constitutional, moral, normative responsibility to do everything we can legally, morally, uh, to make sure that this man is not president. Of course. And also, so my husband is English and he's not a U.S. citizen. And watching this stuff with him is it's it's almost it's refreshing and scary to watch him process it. I mean, his mouth is agape. He says the other night we were watching this and Fonnie Willis and the whole team and, you know, the analysis around it. And he says. Prime Minister Boris Johnson steps down. Right. Because he lied to lawmakers about champagne parties during covid. He's potential. I mean, there is a decorum. There is. I am out. I am. Yep. Fibbed. Well, how? I mean, you, they don't announce it as such. But he said, how how is this happening? How are no, we your, staring your husband, this? Your English husband said your English husband said, how is this happening? How could right. it possibly be? I mean, oh. Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson stepped down. Oh, Bob, he would not. He's not. A, I read Harry Potter to my kid and I do the accents and Tom is <laughs> threatening divorce. <laughs> oh. I mean, but but, you know, the, the, there there used to be uh, norms and, you know, not just laws. I mean, the, the whole idea, Heather, that a president of the United States loses an election yeah. uh, and, and, and will not concede. I yeah. mean, that's, that's that itself. That's it. A, the concession. It violates the norms that every previous president of the United States has 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 obeyed and and respected. Yeah. So the debate is coming up this week. We learned yesterday. The Republican Trump, debate. Republican the, debate. Forgive me. Yeah. yeah. The Republican presidential candidate debate next week. You called it before the news. We were on a call. I mean, can I just brag about your psychic abilities well, or how course, long you've been in politics course. and how you know what happens? Something what? you well. said, literally, he won't do it. He's going to do something at the exact same time, probably with Tucker Carlson. I swear to God, you said that. I did so, and that before before the, the, the national yeah. news picked it up. Obviously, the national news was uh, kind of uh, lurking in our phone call. Yeah, uh, that was annoying in Zoom. But but yes, it seemed to me uh, that uh, Donald Trump will not go to the debate. Uh, he will counter program. And it seemed to me even before That's I knew it. that he was going to have a, a range of conversation with Tucker Carlson. What could be more emblematic of 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 Trump than 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 getting a combination of Trump, Tucker Carlson, Elon Musk uh, to help him counter program against uh, the rest of the Republican primary candidates. Uh, oh, it's so bold and it's so typical. Yeah, and who's yeah. Going to, who's going to tune in to a a debate among DeSantis and uh, and and Pence. Tim Scott? And Haley and and Doug Borgum and Vivak uh, Ramramzubikro. I mean, who's, yeah, going to, who's going to? Who cares? Nobody's going to care. And Trump knows that uh, if anybody tunes in, they're going to tune into his counter program. I know it is so Trumpian. Ugh. Um, so what else in the news? Poor Maui. I know we've all been watching Lahaina. It's been so awful and so emblematic of 
the state of our climate, right? And how climate change is going to affect us all, but disproportionately affect the poorest of the poor. Then we heard two allegedly real estate, um, you know, baddies, hawks are going in and already talking to people about they're buying not, they're up not property. Hawks, they're buzzards. They're, they're, they're buzzards. You know, you, you know. have, uh, you know, the, what I mean, it's, it's obviously a, a tragedy that becomes worse by the day as we know more and more about what, what happened and who, who died and who is, uh, whose homes have, have, been, have, have, have disappeared. Uh, but uh, by focusing on the details and by focusing on what happened in Lahani, uh, Lahina, uh, in Maui, uh, what we also miss, though, is that this is part of a, uh, an accelerating process of, uh, of climate change, uh, accelerating so fast around the world. Uh, and um, we've, got to, we've got to keep a kind of a, a split screen in our heads. That mm -hmm. is the tragedy of, uh, of Maui uh, and, our, and our, our, our genuine feelings of, uh, of, of sadness and regret and compassion for those people and their families, uh, but also uh, an understanding that this is a pattern. This, what we have to learn is the necessity of moving as fast as we possibly can on uh, against climate change that is literally burning and flooding uh, the, the entire world. I know, it's so tragic. And there are so many groups doing what they can about it. So kudos to them. I don't know. And the youth, I feel like are paying a lot of attention to the climate. It affects them more than it'll affect, you know, in terms of numbers of years on the planet. Yes. And again, um, congratulations to those young people who, who litigated in Montana, using yes. the Montana state constitution uh, to get changes in Montana law affecting, you know, what uh, coal companies and what uh, fossil fuel companies can do in Montana. I mean, that's, that kind of initiative uh, is being taken all over the world. It's not just in the United States. Young people uh, are, are in the front, in the, in the actual uh, leadership of this, uh, this anti-climate change movement. And I understand it completely. They're gonna be around much longer than we are. Right, I know. Well, so one thing that is, I don't know, a little lighter that happened this week. So you have somewhat, I mean, allegedly you've retired. You're not teaching undergraduates anymore. I'm speaking for you here, but there's no such thing as retiring for you. We all know this. Um, but so you're cleaning out your office and there are all these VHS tapes and you and Michael from the Inequality Media Civic Action Team or looking at stuff, and you're saying, do we keep it? Do we not keep it? It's dusty. Who knows? To be fair, they're not labeled great. And you all found a tape of you guest hosting for Bill O'Reilly. Can you please translate for me what yes, we I found? To, I, I was hoping that that tape would never <laughs> show up again. And Heather, you got it almost right, except uh, it was in a box. I didn't even know it was there. Michael, um, who is from Inequality Media Civic Action, one of our most talented and intrepid members, he found this tape. He, he went, he, he put it into, he, he, uh, somehow he found it. And there I am guest hosting, it must have been 1998, uh, the Bill O'Reilly show. And suddenly when he told me he found it, it all came rushing back. Roger Ailes, 
uh, who you remember was the founder of mm -hmm. Fox News, Roger Ailes, at that time in the 90s, uh, he approached me, he wanted me to guest host, and the, I did it maybe three times, Bill O'Reilly's show. Why did I do it? I still don't know, except that um, I know that, that Roger Ailes still had an idea, he wanted the legitimacy uh, of uh, somebody who was progressive being on his show. I think it, if I had thought it through, why did I give him legitimacy? Why did I do, you know, Bill O'Reilly a couple of years later was, to, was, was using his show to excoriate me for being a communist. I mean, it, it's just, it's ludicrous. I'm, yeah. I should, but uh, if, I, if I know now what I know, then would, I, would, I, would I have been a guest hosting Bill O'Reilly? This Forget is important because it. it was a different time. Can you imagine getting an email from Fox News today and saying, listen, Tucker's out, Bob, with a straight face. <laughs> Tucker's you, out. I mean, this and, would and, have been and, a year and ago. Trump, and Can Donald you Trump come would in like, on Wednesday? Donald Can Trump would in? like to have some counter-programming. Yeah. We'll change it. If Thursday's better for you, we're happy to make that work. That's fine. Okay, well, I'll tell Trump that I would like... Uh, but I mean, I'll this was it. a different time. Of course, it was a different it's time. It was there wasn't the kind of obviously it's hard to even remember but this was just the late 90s uh there was not the degree of venom and uh and hostility and anger uh in the atmosphere it was growing you know right. I would, I, but it was not nearly what it is today but it was okay to disagree there was a somewhat i mean i hate to say this and of course bill o'reilly is terrible in many regards and including as it relates to women um but it was, I don't know, it was okay. I mean, it was, there was a sarcasm or tongue in cheek to it, but also it still worked and the audience obviously watched you. I mean, that's a different- I don't know, point. did you, Heather, did you see this tape? I have not. I have not. Can we well, get it? Okay. Michael is hoarding oh, the tape. Well, are we going to use it or are we going to- take Oh, we, are it? you kidding? We are as long as it's not so old and crispy that it breaks, but we're going to try and do something with it. <laughs> well, so anyway. look for it. Look for okay. it, everybody. All right. Well, I don't I don't urge people to look too hard for it. No, they can't uh, find it. We've looked. The only place is this tape. So we're we're cherishing it. It's He's digitizing it himself, I think, as we drink our coffee right now. Well, that's, that's terrific. But speaking of coffee, great coffee this morning. Uh, Heather, uh, a pleasure as usual. Everybody out there, thank you again for joining us. Have a wonderful weekend, a great week, and uh, we will talk to you and see you next Saturday.